0: never ever marks the spot I am altering the people pray I don't alter it any further Community doesn't believe he exists. The ones that do call him the Winter Soldier. I'm that man.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Top 5 Report, the podcast that knows if you can dodge a wrench. You can dodge a catapulted chunk of Um <laughs> My name is Drew. I'll be your host for the evening. Along with me, as always, is my brother
0: Peter here. Hey, man, what's going on? <laughs> Not much. Uh, long time. No talk. <laughs> yeah. Long time. Yeah. No kidding. Um, yeah. Uh, we. Um,
1: well, I guess because you made that joke uh Sorry. <laughs> uh, it totally threw me off, but that's all right. So just to let everyone know, we'll talk about this at the top of the show. Uh, I'll remind everyone at the back end too. um we are doing a weird uh Peter's got a crazy like life throwing him a curveball uh Um, situation in terms of our schedule so we're going to actually be off next week Uh, so our regular scheduled uh, program that we usually do the normal show we do is going to take a little bit of a break Um, however we recorded something special for you guys next week so it's not our normal show so enjoy have some fun play the game with us it's one of those things you can sit at home and you'll probably be screaming at the uh uh um Speakers, when you're listening to it, going, oh, wait, that's my answer to the question. So you'll see what it is. It's kind of cool. Um,
0: yeah, it's it's a fun little filler episode, um, but we literally recorded it uh, last night as yeah. far as, as we're recording this right now. And it really... So- we talk about the Groundhog Day style um, movies a lot on our show. And uh, I feel like I feel like I'm living in one right now. <laughs> my day yesterday was very like eerily similar to my day today. So, uh, yeah, it's just uh, it's just kind of interesting and funny. But uh, yeah. And I was gearing up for the show
1: tonight and uh, I was like, hey, you know what? We should just do a show every night. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I could do. I don't know if I could pump out that much content, to be completely honest. And the news cycle doesn't move that fast. There's no way I could do a top five every day. Um, I really
0: like the uh, spacing out that we have. Um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the, the list would be hard to put together. But, um, yeah, that would be interesting to try, <laughs> try it for a week or something and then see how it goes. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, well, all right,
1: man. Uh, what are you uh, what are you watching? What are you reading? Did you anything cool? Anything new?
0: Um, not a lot since our last episode. Um, my wife and I, uh, started to rewatch true blood though. Um, and that's been pretty awesome. Like we're only a couple episodes. What were you going to say? I was just going to say, I love that show. So go ahead. Oh, absolutely. We're only a couple episodes in and, uh, it's been a couple years now since we watched, uh, true blood for the first time. Um, and I just think it's, it's just such a fun show just overall. Like it's such a, uh, It's like the show doesn't take itself seriously and it's so fun and there's a lot of really cool like horror lore in there. And it's just I just think the show is a blast. Um, We had so much fun with it the first time we watched it. And then uh, I think it was like shortly later we tried to rewatch everything. And it was one of those things where I just could remember everything too well that I just couldn't get it get into the show when I first tried, you know, on our first rewatch attempt. But uh, this time I actually feel like it's been enough time that I've forgotten certain things, but then I also know where certain things are going, so it's really fun to see um, stuff that's hinted at that's coming later, um, especially even in the first episode with uh, different characters. Like, you see how, like, they're... Um, Hinting at like what Sam Merlot's character, like what's going to happen to him. And uh, no, it's just it's just a blast. And uh, I mean, everybody just needs to watch True Blood if they haven't yet, because it's it might seem ridiculous. But I'm telling you, it's just a really fun time. Um, But that's honestly it for me. Have you been watching anything cool? Uh, Not entirely. Um, I did
1: stumble on something. So I keep hearing I keep being told I need to watch without remorse which is a new Tom Clancy movie that's an Amazon exclusive. And I was like, what's this movie? This not like I like the Tom Clancy stuff. So I was like, let's check this out. So uh, I fire up Amazon and I take a look and I see that I see without remorse. And I'm like, "Ooh, I'm gonna watch the trailer. So I watched the trailer, and it's basically a military Tom Clancy action movie that you know Tom Clancy's known for, uh, with Michael Michael B. Jordan as the lead. But the trailer looks fantastic, so um, I'm totally planning on getting checking this out. However, um, I have this thing where no one's awake in my house in the mornings. I always my stomach wakes me up for some reason, like super early in the morning. So there's sometimes like on the weekends, I'll get up, grab my bowl of cereal or something. And I'll sit on the couch and I'll get to like watch like a full length movie before anyone wakes up. So my plan was to grab my bowl of cereal, sit down and watch without remorse. I watched the trailer it was like, ooh, I'll totally watch this. And before I decided to watch the whole movie, something else caught my eye. Now, before I tell you what that other thing is um, by the t- this other thing that I caught my eye, I decided to watch that first because it was only 30 minutes and I was like, I could probably do this and then knock this out before people start waking up. So by the time I finished this 30-minute thing, people started waking up. So I did not watch Without Remorse. Um, (laughs) All right. (laughs) So (laughs) that's why I was like, let me tell you about this other thing. But So this other thing that I stumbled on was Amazon, right next to Without Remorse, is a thing titled Tom Clancy's The Division, Agent Origins. Now, if you don't know what The Division is— I don't know. I may have talked about it on the show before. If not, I'm going to give you a brief rundown on what The Division is. It's a Tom Clancy property that covers novels and uh, video games, Uh, primarily the video games. Um, I kind of really started to kind of I really started. I like the Tom Clancy games a lot, and I would concept of this game struck me as a cool idea. So I played it, fell in love with it. It's awesome. Ultimately, it's about these sleeper agents that, you know, live in the United States uh, in various places. And then the idea is, is that. When all else fails, if there's a uh, issue of national security or national emergency, all else fails, military shuts down, government shuts down, everything, the president can sign an order that activates the division agents. And if he signs that order, they are activated. And then their sole purpose is to restore order by any means necessary, show no mercy. Uh, the motto of the division is extreme evil, extreme remedy. Um, and they act without oversight at all. Their sole mission is to restore order and protect the government. Um, so in the game, the the story about the division takes place about a virus that hits New York on Black Friday and just starts wiping out, like, the country. Um, and... Then the division agents get activated like three months, three to six months after everything has broken down. So you start the game in the pseudo post-apocalyptic world where people like all the looting has already happened. The streets are barren. Everyone's like in hiding. And it's it's just a violent like uh, Mad Max kind of a world. And they're trying to restore order, Um, which made it very close to home when I started playing it right at the beginning of the COVID crisis. (laughs) Um, Absolutely. (laughs) So I started playing it. I started playing it, got a little too close to home, stopped playing it, waited till all the uh, my nerves died down, started playing it again. The game is amazing. That being said, when I was on Amazon, I saw this thing called The Division um, Agent Origins. And I'm like, what is this? It was 30 minutes. So I thought it was like something for the game. It is, but it's not. Um, It's a live action, half an hour. uh, Thing for The Division. There is coming a Division movie, and I'm going to tell you, if this thing is like half of what the movie's supposed to be, we're in for a real treat. This was so much fun to watch. Like I said, it's only 30 minutes. It's amazing, but it's live action, incredibly action-packed. Um, crazy military-like stuff. Um, no named actors that I knew of, but I was like in from the beginning. I'm like, this is cool, um, and it had me on the edge of my seat all the way through it. And it's it was short, so it is a thirty minute. Like they crammed
0: a lot in there, so. I don't know. That's crazy. It almost sounds like it's like a uh, test footage for the movie they're making or something like uh And it possibly it possibly
1: is or maybe like an advertisement for both the game and the movie. Like there's a couple that I know there's another I know there's one novel out now. There's the two games. I know there's another novel forthcoming. So I don't know. But this and then the movie is supposed to happen. Um, I don't know. Like they haven't really announced like where it's taking place or because the first game takes place in. um new york and then the second game takes place in washington dc so they haven't announced much about the movie but if this is half of what it's supposed to be this it just sounds awesome so
0: nice yeah that sounds awesome um yeah i'll keep that on my mind for something to check out but uh i'd be more interested to see what's going on with the movie as well like uh once that news starts being revealed you know well i would say this
1: um If you like military action stuff and you just want to see something crazy, because these are like these are agents that are, you know, they're they're very well trained. They're like the elite, but they're it's like when they get activated and they're running for their stuff, like where's my where's my stash? Where's, you know, like where do they have their gear stored Uh, once they get their gear and then they're like kind of on their own until they can hook up with their team. Like it's yeah, it's pretty sweet how it's like the way they have it set up for the sake of the story. Um, so I would say, check it out. It's 30 minutes of your time. You know, it's not like I'm telling you to watch a four hour Epic. So. uh, uh, (laughs) Absolutely.
0: (laughs) I'm telling you, it only takes 12 episodes before this TV show gets good. Um, no, but that, uh, yeah, that sounds pretty awesome. So.
1: Um, and then, uh, I am a big fan of uh, the author, Matthew Riley. I've mentioned that before his new book, um, because he's an Australian author, um, his books release overseas early, like when he'll say they'll release in October and that's when they release in Australia. I got to wait like almost a year to get it. So this new book just arrived at my house. I about 24 pages into it. I'm, I wish I'd rather be doing that than recording the podcast. No offense, Peter. Um, <laughs> cause when his books arrive at my house, it's like the whole world stops and that's all I want to do. Um, so, um, I started it and I love it so far. So, Hey, awesome. Um, I was, was going to ask what's the new book called or do you have it's, like um... it's it's called the two lost mountains um, it's part of the Jack West series um, so this is it's a seven book cycle so this is the sixth book um, so uh I'm really excited to get to the end of this because by the end of this, you'll know where we're going for the big finale that he's writing, uh, which is supposed to which he's in supposed to reveal the title here momentarily. Apparently, I, I follow like what he does pretty closely just because I really I'm like, what's the next book? What's the next book? It's just every book he writes to me feels like it should be a movie. And I'm surprised it's not. Um, I do know that he has a um, movie that he's working on with Netflix right now called The uh, Interceptor. Um, I don't know much about it. I tried to kind of like, I'm trying to keep it myself a little spoiler free on it because like whatever he posts, I'm basically going, okay, cool. And it's going to be on Netflix. So whenever it hits, I'm going to be like, that'll be like, first and foremost, something I'm going to be watching. So.
0: Do you know if uh, the Interceptor is this an original story or is it an adaptation of one of his books or it's it's an original
1: story. So um, he's not at, uh, it's not an adaptation. of. And it might be like I mean, if I because I've read his books, if there's something there's some kind of Easter egg for me as a reader, that's cool. But from what it sounds like when he's from like his Instagram posts and his website and stuff, it sounds like it's a straight original story that uh, he came up with. And he's been working hard to like get someone to put it out. So. Um, But I guess he wrote the script and um, from the screenshots because he posted a couple behind the scenes photos of him and one of the actresses. And it looks like he's heavily
0: involved, like on set stuff, too. So he might have a hand in directing as well. I have no clue. So, well, that's awesome, because when you were saying that uh, he's not I I haven't read any of his books, um, of course, but since you were saying like his books feel like movies, they should be movies. Like, you you don't know why they aren't yet. Um, it got me thinking like, yeah, but we just live in this world of just reboots and adaptations and everything's a rehash of something else. And it's kind of cool that he's actually working on an original story, you know, in this, in this world of reboots and adaptations we live in, um, Netflix is kind of saving the day in a weird way where they're actually bringing out original content. That's not, based on anything else you know like we only have what a week or two until uh, army of the dead comes out and that's going to be awesome and uh I, um, yeah i know that like today's like we're recording
1: on may the 12th so if i transpose those two numbers it's may 21st which means the army of the dead is out so um i can't wait for army of dead i'm that's that's the next thing on my list that uh, i'm really excited for um i read one other thing which made me laugh and it's a tweet Okay. Um, <laughs> in, in terms of reading, um, this is a tweet from Neil deGrasse Tyson. Um, if everyone knows him, he's uh, the big science guy. Um, his Twitter um, is first off his show. Star Talk is amazing. He does some really great stuff in the science community. But his Twitter feed, I it's just a joy to read. Sometimes this made me laugh quite. This made me really laugh. So I'm going to read the tweet. Um, it says Newsflash astrophysicists recently discovered a planet in the galaxy populated entirely by semi-autonomous robots it's called mars um and then he (laughs) lists and then he lists the landers (laughs)
0: Landers (laughs) that's Uh, um that's super that's really clever that uh yeah, I mean, you had me on the edge of my seat for a bit there. And then Mars, that was such a good punchline. Yeah, um, you're just like, wait,
1: what? And then you're like, oh, it's Mars. Of course it's Mars, because <laughs> um, it's
0: so true. It just made me laugh. I'm like, that is just the most perfect tweet right there. So <laughs> and I was going to say, first and foremost, our audience should know Neil deGrasse Tyson from his uh, role in the excellent superhero film Batman v Superman, where he is on the news uh you know, giving commentary about, you yeah. know, the world dealing with this new Superman character that we have. Yeah, very true. And that was a, <laughs> that was a nice, that was a, not, aside from the plug, aside from the
1: plug, that was a really nice uh, uh, moment of, in the movie, that I was like, "Wow, what a! That's the perfect person you'd want to have right there." So,
0: absolutely, and I just, I just love the idea that, like, um, I don't know if somebody mentions Neil deGrasse Tyson, and then you're just like, "Oh, the guy from Batman v Superman," <laughs> and then the person you're talking to is just, "Wait, what?" <laughs> yeah. Um. All right, so that's it for me, Peter. I don't know, like, if you have anything else you wanted to add yeah i mean i read uh, thousands of tweets every week i bet but uh i've i haven't seen any uh good ones to bring up but uh no <laughs> okay. for me it's it's really just been uh restarting true blood i haven't had a chance to watch anything else or read anything else this week i am i am
1: watching through west wing right now but i'm not going to regale you with my west wing tales every week so um <laughs> uh but yeah um all right so let's hit the news you ready for that yeah sounds good all right cool so um i'll hit this one will be this was announced literally like moments before we started um uh recording uh in the world of our convention season starting to come back and like news from like san diego comic-con and stuff uh for peter and i outlets like this are huge news generators and it gives us a lot of content to talk through throughout the year um and you know san diego comic-con i don't think they've have they canceled it do you remember i don't remember i don't even know like i think can san diego is canceled for the year um and yeah we talked about um dc fandom coming back but one of the biggest generators of news because of the amount of content that's going to be pumped out is star wars celebration and the next star wars celebration will be may 26th through 29th of 2022 so uh we got a year out but it's good that they're waiting there i don't know what the world's going to be. So we don't even know like what kind of attendance they'll be, but I'm going to be all ears for whatever news they're popping out. So,
0: yeah, I mean, I think I was, uh, I wasn't sure if you're, if they were going to announce a uh, convention this year, but um, no, I mean, May 2022 sounds like a realistic bet for um, when things will be more back to normal. I know we're on the upswing, but you never know what's going to happen as you were saying, but um, no, that's really exciting. Yeah. Um, and like we've mentioned before, we have C2E2 coming up and hopefully that goes through. We'll see how it goes. And then, um, you know, there's like, I've mentioned it before too. I think it's anime central is doing a virtual convention, which yeah, honestly might be in a couple of weeks or something like that. So, I mean, there's still stuff going on, but it's cool to hear, um, I guess actual conventions like IRL conventions actually being announced. So, yeah. Well, all right. So I got some monster news for you.
1: Cool. All right. So first off, in the world of covid um, and talking about, you know, canceling conventions and stuff like that, um, there's a new vaccination site that has opened up in Romania. Uh, <laughs> all right <laughs> dracula's castle will be giving out vaccinations instead of vampire bites this year they uh medical <laughs> professionals are lining up the creepy corridors of brand castle in romania with pfizer shots for visitors <laughs> um that just sounded amazing to say i went and got my covid shot at uh, um at dracula's castle
0: <laughs> no uh, absolutely that's uh, that's an insane story um there's sort of weird um dystopian uh, foreshadowing that could be there. But uh, no, that's just a really clever um, thing to do. So that's uh, that's just really hilarious. All right. Now, Peter, I know you're a big fan
1: of the monster cereals like Count Chocula and Boo Berry. And um, I'm not entirely (laughs) sure if I know all of them. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I'm actually probably more a fan of the characters than the actual okay. seri- serials themselves. But, uh, yeah, what do you got going All right, for us Well, uh,
1: the serial monsters will be uniting for a Hollywood, Hollywood for a Halloween for a Hollywood. The serial monsters will be uniting for a Halloween serial. Um, oh, perfect! So all all the cereals are come, all the cereal monsters are coming together for a special cereal this Halloween. What if you had to guess what would you call it? And I know you're going to go buy a box or at least take a picture of the box. But <laughs> what would you call it um, if
0: you were to do this for uh, Halloween? I'm thinking you'd have to go with it'd be like. Franken Buberiula or something like that. Like a combination of all the names. I don't know what, it's, what is it's it? even better. It's going to be called Monster Mash. <laughs> oh, of course. That was I, mean, I should have. I should have seen that coming. And I. And that's why I said, why don't you guess? Because I'm like, there's no way like that. That's the first thing you should pick
1: up on. But uh, <laughs> it's not a, absolutely not a, not a big news story, but
0: I had to bring it up. So uh, oh, it's, it's super exciting. It's, it's, this it's, is uh, going to be coming out next fall. Did you say? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's pretty great. That's uh, yeah, that'll be a good one to pick up. And then in the meantime, I don't know if you can find any of those cereals anywhere, but you could try to make your own monster mash. If you have like some old booberry Frankenberry and Count Chocula sitting, <laughs> sitting around, yeah. you could mix them together, taste them and then see what, you know, see if it holds up to the actual thing this fall. So
1: yeah. Now, before everyone goes, what the heck are we talking about? COVID vaccines and monster mash cereal? Like, what did the show turn into? Honestly, it was a really light news week, and those made me laugh. So, um, at any rate, this one will excite you, Peter. Um, All right. Venture Brothers, Aqua Teen Hunger Force, and Metalocalypse movies are forthcoming. Okay, um, yeah, that adult, is really exciting. Uh, the Adult Swim uh, is going old school with some new movies. The network has announced it is producing original films for three of its most beloved animated series, Venture Brothers, Aqua Teen Hunger Force, and Metalocalypse. Um, some of the most popular shows on Adult Swim history are returning with all new movies. The network has said it will produce films based on the three of its older shows, and fans will have multiple ways to watch them. Each will initially come to store shelves on Blu-ray and DVD, as well as digital uh, transactional video on demand. Um, The electronic sale uh, through EST, each platform will get a 90 day exclusive window. The movies will then premiere on both Adult Swim and HBO Max.
0: Yeah, I mean, Uh, this sounds this sounds awesome. Um, I know Aqua Teen has had one movie. I don't know if it's had more than one, but there is an Aqua Teen movie that came out. But um, Venture Brothers, I don't think so. But Venture Brothers is kind of this beloved series that just ran a long time. And uh, I think it was recently canceled, I want to say. And uh, I never really watched it a lot, but I know a lot of people who are big fans of Venture Brothers who are actually really disappointed. And um, I'll be first in line to see that uh, Metalocalypse movie. That sounds awesome. Uh, Do you have any thoughts about these, Drew? um, I don't know
1: Venture Brothers that well. Um, and I've seen enough Aqua Teen to know that I'm definitely going to, when it hits HBO Max, I'll probably watch the Aqua Teen movie. And Metalocalypse, I knew it was going to be your forte. I just don't know enough about the show to like jump at it. So it won't be a, it won't be a, ooh, I have to see this right away kind of thing. But
0: yeah, absolutely. It, well, um, when it comes out, I guess we can all <laughs> give our reviews on our respective uh, Adult Swim movies <laughs> and go <yeah>. from there. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, we'll be reviewing some uh, Monster Mash cereal at the same time. Yeah, right.
1: Well, um, I will say this. Let's move on to some actual fun news. Um, I don't know if you've watched it yet, Peter, but the Venom trailer has dropped.
0: Yes, I did watch the Venom okay.
1: trailer. Perfect. Um, I was I was hoping you did. So, but that's why I sent that text that one day when it came out. Um, what do you think of the Venom trailer? Just first thoughts.
0: Um, I think it looks really awesome. Uh, there's a lot of really cool venom and symbiote action. Uh, the trailer to me looks like the natural progression from the last movie. So I don't know if any of it really caught me off guard, but, uh, no, it just looks really solid. Um, the, uh, main villain who's going to show up. (laughs) I don't know if I should mention it or not. I know people are ridiculous about spoilers, but we all knew this was coming. Let me, let me. Pause you
1: right there, and then we can we'll go from there. I'll let you say the name all you want, but um, the uh, first off, if you saw the first Venom film, you should know where this movie's going. If you saw the first Venom film, anything in the trailer shouldn't have been a surprise to you, unless you don't know the comic books. Um, and the title of the movie is Venom. Let there be carnage. <laughs> So, Peter, would you like to tell us who our villain is for this (laughs) Venom
0: movie? Well, it's it's carnage, of course. Um, (laughs) Cletus Cassidy, who we saw the, you know, the post credit scene from the first Venom movie. Like I said, this movie looks like a natural progression from the first movie, but um, it looks great. Um, There's a lot of just I love I loved the first movie because the way Venom and the symbiote the symbiotes work in this movie universe is very um, it's all really like realistically uh, rendered and stuff, but it's also really cartoony and kind of like the best way ways possible. And it looks like we're still going to get a lot of that really bombastic uh, over the top venom action, which looks great. Um, And then carnage looks really badass as well. Um, Do you have any specific thoughts on this or anything Um, you're looking forward to, or where are you at with this one? Like you said, it's a natural progression. So
1: just seeing, like, Eddie dealing with the symbiote the daily life, um, it makes complete sense as to how that all goes. So we basically created a Venom. We're creating a legit Spider-Man Venom universe. Um, There is apparently... And I missed it. But apparently there's a Avengers Easter egg in the trailer. Um, And we know in the world of Sony and Disney trying to play nice uh, in terms of like the Marvel MCU and the Spider-Verse and everything. um, That doesn't surprise me. I just kind of wish I caught it. Um, That being said, I wasn't expecting to see a lot of Carnage in the trailer. I'm surprised we got the clear visual right at the end that we did. Um, But I mean, and just that one shot, he looks good. He looks like Carnage. Um, There is that one shot with the carnage head that kind of comes down the hallway at that like scientist or doctor or whatever. I thought that was really cool, but it's such a quick visual that you don't really get to see what you're looking at.
0: Um, Overall, I thought it looked great. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, Just since you mentioned it, do you know what the Avengers Easter egg is? I do not. And I kind of stayed away from it because I was like, I'm going to watch this trailer once
1: and kind of put it away and just let it sit. Um, I'm trying to get better at watching trailers like one time as opposed to like multiples Um, where I don't feel I'm not one of those. Like, look, trailers are awesome. Okay, yes. Sometimes trailers have spoilers in them, but I feel the part where trailers spoil things is when you watch it too many times. Um, Like when I watched uh, when Dark Knight came out in 2008, I think I watched that trailer Actually, I don't know how many times I watched that trailer, but I watched it enough that when Commissioner Gordon got shot in the movie um, and the audience, like all everyone in the audience gasped like, oh, my God, they killed Gordon. I was I felt like I was the one guy in the audience going, there's stuff from the trailer we haven't seen yet. And he's in. You know what I mean? Like, it's not. Does that make sense? Like, so I'm trying to keep myself from <laughs> watching trailers too many times to, like, I'll keep this stuff burned in my brain.
0: <laughs> so no. I'm with you as well. Like uh, I've been trying to uh, watch trailers less and less um, as time goes on because I do like it's awesome to see. A trailer and get kind of that sort of uh, appetizer, like get your appetite going for this movie that's going to come out. But you don't want to spoil everything, and you do want to come to the movie with uh, fresh eyes. Um, your uh, like Dark Knight Commissioner Gordon story kind of reminds me of uh, when you go see a comedy, and uh, during the movie, you know, a lot of times for comedies, the trailers give away the movie's best jokes and uh, when those moments happen in the movie, when there's like something really funny and then there's, you know, you see it in a theater and there's audience members laughing at those parts. And you're just sitting there thinking, I mean, didn't you see this in the trailer? <laughs> like, didn't you know this joke was coming? Yeah, <laughs> but that's just um maybe that's just me being a curmudgeon when I go see comedy movies. I don't know. <laughs>
1: Um, I hear what you're saying, and it, it. I think it's a mixture of all of it, if that makes sense. <laughs> um, <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but yeah, no, Venom 2 looks great. Um, I can't wait. And it's just kind of like another road into the world of the Spider-Verse, which we're supposed to get, which they keep talking about. So I'm down I, for whatever we're going to get. So.
0: I, d- I did have one question about sure. the Ven- uh, Venom trailer, which you might know a little bit more about, Drew. Is Carnage's origin a little different in this version? Um,
1: I I have a feeling. Well, you have to understand that they had to adapt to do the first Venom movie. They had to do Venom without Spider-Man. And that's not unheard of in the comic books because you can do Venom without Spider-Man in the comics. But when you go back to Venom's origin, Spider-Man's involved in Venom's origin. So they had to do Venom's origin without Spider-Man. So because of that, they had to make some adaptations and take some liberties and get that to work. And I thought they did a nice job. I wish Spider-Man was a part of it, but I thought they did a nice job. So I have a feeling that they've had to do the same kind of thing and take some liberties to get us from point A to point B and give us.
0: uh, You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, like with the carnage origin in this movie, um, it looked like it was kind of a forced like experimental, like a uh, scientific injection that they were forcing Cle- Cletus Cassidy to take, which I mean, maybe there's a version of carnage that has that origin. I'm not really sure. That's not the origin I was familiar with though. So I just thought I'd ask about it, but, um, yeah, listening to what you're saying, it sounds like no matter what, you just got to focus on, we're going to get venom and carnage. We're going to get the badass symbiote fight. We all want to see. So, uh, don't worry about the details. Just focus on the greatness <laughs> that is yet. To yeah. Come, and I that's guess. and in, in the world of that and taking adaptations, if you really
1: want to, like, look and, you know, look at adaptations page to screen, take a look at um, if you look at Avengers one um, and then go read volume one of Ultimates two. It's literally almost cover to cover that book. But when you get all the way up to Infinity War and you're dealing with the actual Infinity Stones in the saga, they took so many liberties. If you were to read uh, the Infinity Gauntlet series, it is so vastly different from what we got in the movies. Like overall, the story is the same, but it is so different that by the time we by the time we were going into Endgame, I'm like, I don't even know where this is going. I'm just along for the ride, you know, um, we we know that we have the we, we we made the snap. Everyone disappeared. Let's see where it goes. You know what I mean? Like it got to a point where I'm just like, they're not even following the comic books. They're doing their own thing. And it's awesome. And I'm along for the ride. And it's great. Um, so they've they've taken a lot of liberties and they've got us up to a point And the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, has become its own machine now um, in terms of content. So you kind of got to take it for what it is and just say they're honoring
0: the comic books. They're doing the Lord's work. They're giving us what we want. But. You know, no, I absolutely agree. And I think that, um yeah, there's I, to me, there's like a level of like if we already have the story as a comic book, like we don't necessarily have to remake it exactly because we already have that story. And it's awesome. And like, I appreciate it in comic book form. So the movie doesn't necessarily have to be exactly the same. And uh, I like seeing different versions of things um, as long as. You know, the characters they're portraying and kind of the heart of who they are is still the same, I guess. Like um, yeah. I was thinking a little bit about the M. Night Shyamalan uh, Avatar, the last airbender film, and a lot of characters in that movie. I They just fell off like they didn't feel like the characters that I fell in love with from the uh, Avatar animated series. And that to me is a no no. But if you're you know, if you're still keeping the the heart and the soul of these characters intact, you know, you can play with the origins or maybe certain events a little bit. Um, but we really just want to make sure you're still, you know, getting that same feel from uh, the characters you should be. So. Yeah. Awesome.
1: <laughs> <All right. laughs> For sure. Well, um, now that we've solved all of Marvel's problems, um, let's <laughs> let's talk about uh, last news story of the night. And it's my favorite one. And I'm going to tell you, this should have been a thing years ago. And I don't know why we're now like we're, we're now all of a sudden getting this. This is going to be amazing. Um, I've talked about how I'm a big fan of the Muppets. And you've mentioned some uh, Muppet properties that you've really liked. Like, for example, uh, the uh, Muppet uh, uh, Christmas Carol, for example, is one of your favorites. Um, yeah, this is where Disney Plus is really going to. I just this makes me so happy the Muppets are doing a Halloween special for Disney plus, and it's going to be Muppets haunted mansion. Oh, perfect. Uh, I, I, right. Exactly. Perfect. Like, first off, <laughs> I wanna, let's see the haunted mansion done in uh, Muppet format. Um, now, Peter, you've never been to Disney, right? No. Yeah, never. Okay. So, um, I didn't get to go to Disney until I was an adult, and that was one of the fir- That was one of the things on my list that I had to do is go to the Haunted Mansion because when we were growing up, um, our dad has the vinyl, um, I guess you could say I don't know if if you want to say story or soundtrack or whatever, but it's of the Haunted Mansion. Um, and it's, and that was one of those vinyls that I like listened to over and over and over again. I thought it was really cool. The sound effects, the music, everything, and then throw in the storybook that you got to read along with. I just loved that thing. I I listened to it a lot. Um, that vinyl like made me go, like when I went to Disney, I was like, I have to go to the Haunted Mansion. And it is literally like I stepped into the pages of that storybook and like just got to ride it. And it was amazing. So thinking about thinking about the visuals and everything for the Haunted Mansion Seeing that done in Muppet form, I can't wait. I just can't wait. And uh, Gonzo looks like Gonzo is going to be the lead character. It looks like Gonzo and Pepe are going to be the two mains in the story. So um, just can't wait to see where they go with it.
0: Yeah, that sounds really fun. Um, Yeah, I look forward to watching that um, as a family when it comes out. But uh, no, that's that's really cool. I'm always excited about Halloween specials, throw in the Muppets and the Haunted Mansion. And uh, that just sounds amazing. So, yeah. So that being said, um, that's the news. Um, you want to do the nice list? Yeah, absolutely. We kind of had a weird uh, monster theme this whole uh, news segment, but uh, that was pretty cool. Yeah, and I just, it's literally just a light news week, so
1: I'm just kind of trying to find the stories that I think are worth talking about, basically.
0: <laughs> um, we are a little over half a year from Halloween, so uh, something to think about, I guess. But uh, <laughs> yeah, we can go into the list. You got,
1: you got your costume figured out already?
0: Oh, we actually did have an idea because um, my, my well, my kid is like really into uh like he loves watching the Godzilla movies um, just because oh, okay. uh, we watched Godzilla versus Kong. And for some reason, he just loves it. And he loves to like growl at the screen when different monsters are on screen. So we were talking about doing this sort of like Kaiju group costume thing as a family, but It's going to be a lot of work if we do it, because uh, we were talking about who would be, you know, what monster. And uh, it sounds like I'm probably going to be Godzilla, which is a a really hard costume to pull off. So we'll see if it actually if I actually end up doing that. So Uh, good luck with that. Um, I'm shooting. I have an idea.
1: Um, But I might be going to a Halloween party, too, so I got to keep it quiet for right now because I know at least one of the people there listens to this show.
0: So So are you the type who you won't tell anybody until you're actually wearing your costume? No, I just don't want to. I just don't want this individual to snake the idea out from under me. So. (laughs) Right. That
1: sounds good. <laughs> That's all. So I'll keep it quiet for now. Peter, I'll tell you offline. So how about that? Sounds then, good. Uh, when we get and then for the listeners when we get closer, um, I'll uh, I'll I'll mention it when we get a little bit closer to Halloween. And it's kind of a done deal. And uh, I can post pictures on the Instagram. So, you know what I mean? So
0: Perfect.
1: how about this? Let's talk. Then Let's talk our list tonight, shall we? Absolutely. All right, Ryan, do me a favor and roll the thing. Now for the top five. All right. So, uh, Peter, here we go. It is the Oscars have happened. It is, um, we are done, uh, for movies of 2020. Uh, that ship has sailed. I guess you could say, um, it's been a really weird year in terms of theaters and content and things coming out. Um, uh, the Oscars, I didn't talk about them when they happened because they were just weird and I didn't know what to say about it on the show. Um, the, and, it, when I say weird, like everything was out of order, like they didn't do Best Picture last, um, which I thought was really weird. Um, we got to watch uh, uh, Glenn Close dance the butt. I don't really know what that was a thing. Um, it just <laughs> the whole show was bizarre. Um, and uh, it just it was just weird. And it was a weird year for movies because I feel like there were movies that were not um, – in my opinion, honored at the Oscars, that probably should have been in the realm of, you know, the amount of movies that got dropped out, because this was the first year where the rules got changed. Uh, Normally, a movie has to have a theatrical release to be counted for the Oscars, and this was the year where they said all streaming services will be allowed to count, so if the movie was streaming, it was allowed, and this was the one and only year that that was gonna happen according to the Academy. So that being said, The best picture for the 2020 was Nomadland. Um, I have not seen it. Um, The trailer and all the footage and stuff looks amazing. I just haven't watched the movie yet. Um, And I will say that of the movies that came out in 2020 and when I did the Google search and did the full list of what I've seen, I have seen 14 of the movies of 2020 oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> and you know that when I, my counts, there are always these giant numbers, but it's like in a world where we didn't know what content we were getting. And this was the, this was the year that we were just unable to keep up with the stuff. And it was just, it was just weird. I only saw 14 of the movies that came out this year or that year. So,
0: yeah. So, okay. So when I compile my lists for this uh, show, I either do it in a notebook or a phone, and it usually depends on where I am at the time that I start working on it. So if I'm out and about, you know, if I'm waiting in line at the grocery store and I realize like, oh, crap, I need to start my list, I'll start it on like, uh, you know, started on a document in my phone, which is what I did for this week. Um, you know, and I Googled, like you said, Googled all the all the movies that came out this year and I wrote up, you know, I I copied and pasted all the ones I had and I looked at the list and it was so dinky, like it was so small, like I feel like it was like high teens, low 20s. But I was just like, this looks so pathetic. I'm not even going to count this. (laughs) Like I'm ashamed of the lack of movies that I've seen this year. (laughs) But hearing that you've only seen 14, it actually makes me feel a lot better. Um, And I like I'm on my phone right now, so I can't count them up, but, uh, I I'll probably count them up after the show and let you know, but, uh, no, I, that's really funny. Um, and then just related to the Oscars, the Oscars was really weird this year because it didn't get a lot of hype either. So to be honest, I was really unaware that it was going on. And it was one of those things where I went on Twitter and all of a sudden everybody's making jokes about the Oscars. And I was like, oh, the Oscars is happening like nobody's been talking about this at all. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I didn't watch it. um, And I know there's a lot of uh, it was a lot more indie films and stuff that were, uh, you know, that were featured this year at the Oscars. But I do think that's kind of cool because uh, I guess it's I think that independent uh, media in general deserves to get more attention. So it's actually pretty cool that a lot more indie movies were kind of featured this year. Um, I agree.
1: I agree with that wholeheartedly. It was just, the whole thing was just weird. And, you know, I'm, I support the industry and I know not everyone likes the Oscars, but uh, uh, I do. And I just think that it was just weird to watch. So, um, and I just want to listen to them talk about movies. That's the real reason why I watched the Oscars. And then like, the, the one of the funniest parts about the Oscars was Harrison Ford came out to present an award or two. And, uh, I'm not sure if this was a bit that was meant to coincide with the awards he did, but he, he goes, he literally takes a piece of paper out of his pocket and unfolds it. And he goes, I've been keeping this for a really long time. And I thought I'd read it to you. These are the notes from a movie I was in and it's edited. It's studio notes. So like they watch the movie and then they give notes. So like the producers and stuff can go back to the editing room and make changes and adjust because the, it's the studio saying we need to make the movie. The movie needs to make us money. So here we go. So, um, He's reading the notes and one of them's like, it's too long and boring. Uh, It moves too slow. We don't understand why that thing is a robot and why you can tell it's a robot and all this (laughs) stuff. It it turns out that it was the notes for Blade Runner.
0: (laughs) Oh, and I I thought you were going to say it was a new hope or something like that. No,
1: it was it was the notes for Blade Runner. But it was just really funny to, like, listen to him read it. You're just like, wow. (laughs) Like, yeah, just in terms of the studio. So nice. but yeah. Anyway, um, how about this? I have um, I don't know who wants to go first, because this is usually like, you know, it's usually whoever's pick. The other guy goes first. But this is kind of a planned episode. So what do you want to do? I only have one honorable mention. So
0: um, I have two. So I guess I could go first. You always um, have two, but that's all right. <laughs> yeah, then if, if I go first with my two, I would end last and then you'd say the next week's <laughs> episode. It doesn't. I'm saying the next week's episode anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Um, Just give me your first honorable mention. We'll just go back
1: and forth because I only
0: have the one. So, yeah, I don't have too much to say about my first one because I reviewed it on the show after I watched it. But uh, it's this Netflix movie called Love Wedding Repeat. Um, This is a romantic comedy, which I don't give a lot of romantic comedies love on the show. Uh, There's a select few that I think are really awesome, but. A lot of times, uh, romantic comedies as a genre are hit and miss with me. But uh, this movie is really, really clever. Um, it's it's this movie about this uh, couple who um, have shown like romantic interest in each other. But they it's kind of that situation where they've never got the timing right. They've never actually been and able to um, start a relationship together. And uh, it's about the uh, the guy out of that couple. He it's his sister's wedding. And it's just the timing seems right because they're both sig- single and they're both at the wedding. But uh, there's like this crazy series of, of events that that occurs and uh, they end up not being together at the end. But then what happens is the film rewinds. And the whole day repeats and there's this weird time travel aspect to the movie where each time the each time uh, you see the events of the wedding, all the characters are sitting at a different spot at the table they're at. And based on what spot each character is sitting at, the entire series of events plays out differently until uh, the two like main characters find the. Um, you know, the place they needed to be sitting to actually um, end up together in the end. So it's kind of like a really clever, just really cool film um, that has like a, you know, it's a romantic comedy, but it has that light science fiction time travel aspect to it. But this one I just thought was really enjoyable. It's really hilarious and charming. So, uh, yeah, definitely check this one out if anybody hasn't watched this one yet. Um, This sounds a lot like uh, Palm Springs in a really weird way. That's funny. I haven't watched Palm Springs, but I know it's that kind of um, I don't know if it's a Groundhog's Day, but I've heard it's that kind of a movie. Um,
1: it's, it's a Groundhog Day time loop kind of a thing, but they actually explain <laughs> that they do explain the time travel, um, but
0: um, it takes place at a wedding. That's why I said it's very. Palm Springs. <laughs> That's um, funny. Yeah, I, I'll have to watch Palm Springs and uh, maybe compare the two. Um,
1: but yeah, so um, I have not seen this movie but um it sounds good so um i'm glad you i'm glad you said that you uh don't normally recommend romantic comedy so that makes me kind of want to see it a little bit more so Um,
0: yeah absolutely um this one took me by
1: surprise for sure so all right well um so my honorable mention for the night is new mutants um, this was a movie we waited for so long to see. And even in the disappointing reviews that it apparently got, I ended up really enjoying it. Um, so seriously, if you're an X-Men fan or if you like because like Apocalypse was on TV the other day and I caught like the last 10 minutes of it. And I wa- I rewatched the um, uh, bonus scene and I'm like, yep, it rolls right into new mutants. That's when it was supposed to come out. You know what I mean? Like if it would have came out then, it probably would have gotten better reviews because everyone was waiting to see where that, you know, because. That that made like everyone was like, what, what uh, the bonus scene, the Essex Corporation, what is that? And you know what I mean? So, um,
0: yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I that's, just, that's know. awesome. I haven't seen New Mutant still, but it's uh I think it's on HBO Max and it's just waiting for me. So I just need to <laughs> I need to actually commit and watch it. But um, uh, no, that's awesome that it made an honorable mention for you. Yes, you do need to actually commit. <laughs> so um, at any rate, uh, what's your next honorable mention? Uh, my next honorable mention is the movie Freaky. Um, this is the Vince Vaughn movie. It's uh, very similar to Freaky Friday, except it's about a girl <laughs> ch- uh, changing places with a serial killer, like a teenage high school girl and a serial killer is switching places. And uh, this movie's hilarious. It's really fun. It's a really good. Um, it's a really good horror movie and like kind of a, like if this is the first horror movie you see, like it's a good sort of introductory horror movie because there's not a lot of jump scares like there's some gory bits, but it's not the type of movie that's going to have you on the edge of your seat. And it's not the kind of movie that's going to keep you up at night. It's just a lot of laughs and a lot of fun and uh, some fun gore as well. Um, Vince Vaughn and uh, the main actress in the movie. I've mentioned this before, but when they switch roles and when they have to act like the opposite person. I just think their performances are just really good as well as just extremely entertaining. So uh, no, this one, this one's just a really fun sort of um, almost like an instant classic horror comedy um, in my opinion. So yes.
1: And I agree with everything you had to say, including the uh, just watching Vince Vaughn be a teenage girl. uh, (laughs) Absolutely. The majority of the movie, but the movie is just uh, fantastic fantastic. Uh the idea was great, but like I love like those guys, the guys who made that movie did um uh Happy Death Day and Happy Death Day 2. Um and both of those were amazing and just the idea of them tackling a concept like that was just simple and then when you find out, oh hey, we're going to do Freaky Friday, but we're going to do it with a serial killer. Like the idea is right there in front of you and you're just like holy cow. I'm almost <laughs> like I almost can't wait to see the horror version of the Parent Trap, for example, if that's what they're next. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, like what other what other old school uh, ideas do you got or like uh, the horror version of Sound of Music or what's the next thing you guys are working on?
0: Um, yeah, I, I do think those sort of like really simple premises for movies. But the thing where you're just like, oh, I wish I thought of that. It's so perfect. And it was right there the whole time. Like those are always the best ideas. Um, and since you mentioned Happy Death Day. It it will be interesting to see what these uh, filmmakers go on to do. Are they going to stay in this sort of, uh, you know, horror comedy vibe? They're obviously really good at it. But, you know, are they going to tackle like some different subject matter? You know, where are they going to go from here?
1: Yeah. And that's that's a good question. Um, However... um all the things that we just said is the reason why Freaky is actually my first pick of the night, my first actual pick. <laughs> awesome. Um, so, I, so I'm actually going to throw this right back to you, but Freaky was my first pick of the night. So it's kind of like perfect timing in terms of that rolling in, too. So.
0: And, and so I don't think we mentioned, but this list is ranked technically, right? Yep. And I and you actually were going to pick Freaky for your number five pick? Yeah, so Freaky. That is make- really... That's great. That's really funny to be honest. Yeah, that was like,
1: that was like it was like perfect timing on that aspect. But yeah, this is a this is ranked because this is a, a year list for us, and we treat this, and I treat the years like you have to rank them. So
0: nice. Well, uh, continuing the train with the sort of uh, weird, uh, maybe slightly comedic horror route, uh, my number five pick for this past year is the movie The Hunt. Um, have you seen this, Drew? No. Okay, so I think I I think I gave it a brief review on the podcast after I saw it. And um, looking back on it, I kept saying that Knives Out was the last movie that I saw in theaters before uh, COVID happened. But I think it might be The Hunt. I think The Hunt might have been the last one that I actually saw. Um, And I just kind of forgot about that. But uh, no, this movie is great. It is hilarious. It is. um, I know the movie has been divisive because People say it either glorifies or, um, you know, pokes fun at one political side or the other. But to be honest, I think it's a movie that exists in that sort of South park realm where no, this movie makes fun of everybody. It doesn't matter if you're liberal or conservative, like everybody's a, uh, a target in this movie. And it's uh it's just like a really kind of a cool scenario. Um, it, it has that sort of um, Hunger Games level of uh, of um, like survival, I guess, like this sort of survival game that everybody's playing. But it also has that sort of uh, sarcastic, uh, satiric, political commentary as well. So, um, yeah, The Hunt was just really fun. And uh, I'd say just don't buy into the criticism because it's just a really enjoyable movie. And like I said, in my opinion, I think it pokes fun at uh, both sides of the political spectrum. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, good. Uh, I remember you talking about it. I just have not seen the movie. So um, I unfortunately don't have anything to
0: add. To the- yeah, and it's weird because it, it's kind of um, it kind of was advertised as almost a horror movie. But I think it actually has a bit more of that sort of Hunger Games like Battle Royale feel to it as much as, you know, it has that sort of gory horror element as well so right um well i guess that throws it back to me then right
1: yeah all right so my number four for the night is trial of the chicago seven uh the aaron sorkin film about um well the trial of chicago seven <laughs>
0: um, this was aaron sorkin's first um i almost did a spit take just now. like i was taking a drink and then i almost <laughs> I almost spit my water all over my desk, but, uh, no, that's, that's pretty funny. <laughs> um, this is, uh, he wrote it obviously,
1: but it's also, um, uh, it's also his first directorial, uh, film, his first uh, time in the director chair. The movie is amazing. Uh, yeah, it's a true story, but it is absolutely amazing. Um, I really think everyone should watch it just to, and I know that there's, a. Uh, I've, I've had some people tell me there's a little bit of a bias opinion, like people who've lived it are like, well, you know, that's not, you didn't get to see that side of it when it was going on. I'm like, yeah, of course you didn't get to see that side of it when you were, when it was going on, because you know, just news uh, news can uh, steer the story in certain directions and that kind of thing. So, um, but the movie is amazing. The acting is amazing. The writing is amazing. It's, it's just a really well put together story. So, um, Yeah. Everyone should just see this movie. It's really good. So.
0: Nice. Um, I haven't seen this one yet. Um, I hear really good things. I know one of my coworkers was actually really talking the movie up after it came out. Um, and yeah, I I think just because I, I don't know if I was alive when this happened. I'm not sure, but I think I was just unaware of it when it happened. So I think that's why I haven't been like itching to watch it, but it does sound like a movie that I need to actually, uh, take the time out to see. So. Yeah, you should. Um, It's just I I think you'll really like it. Um, But
1: yeah, so that was my number four. So what do you got?
0: Yeah, my number four um, is a pretty goofy pick, but I went with The Wrong Missy, which is the Netflix film starring David Spade. And uh, I can't remember the main actress's name, but it's about a uh, guy who, you know, a guy, David Spade, who goes on a work trip um, and he invites a girl who I think he I think he met on a um, online dating app and he ends up inviting the wrong woman. And uh, the woman who ends up going on the trip with him is very crazy and very wild. And there's a lot of just chaos that ensues from there. This movie, it just seemed like a ridiculous Netflix Happy Madison film that just for, for some reason one night I decided to throw on And the film just caught me off guard with how hilarious it actually was. And this is one that I've shown to other people. Like I've recommended this movie to other people and everybody I've shown it to seems to love it because it's just, it's just hilarious. I've watched it, I believe twice and both times I thought it was enjoyable and, uh, Yeah, this one came out of nowhere. It's not like it was on my most anticipated list or anything. It's just one of those like, you know, it was a quiet night one night and I decided to throw it on and I fell in love with this film. So, uh, yeah, it's just it's just really good. (laughs) What's interesting
1: is that um, this is a world where, uh, yeah, we've talked about a lot of stuff, but I'm realizing that our. uh Our lists are going to be incredibly different, I think, all the way to the end because, like, I like David Spade, but I have not seen this movie. I didn't even know this was a thing. So. This was a year of crazy content that was coming. So I have a feeling you and I are going to be very different this year.
0: Yeah. And and Drew, I think if you watch this movie, you're either going to think it's funny or you're going to find it very obnoxious. (laughs) I'd actually be curious to find out uh, what your uh, assessment of the wrong Missy is. But I I certainly like it. Well, I really like David Spade, so we shall see.
1: <laughs> um, all right. So my third pick of the night. Um, so my number three slot goes to Onward. Um, uh, this movie. Look, I look, I understand that soul got animation animated movie of the year. but And I know like Disney wins overall, whether you like soul or Onward. But this really was the better of the two movies. I'm sorry. Uh, I know Oscars. You guys picked the, the other one. But this really was the better film. Um Onward was great, um, like on a pop culture level, on a story level, on a family level. Um, it literally had all the right feels and all the right places. Um, it had the adventure. It had your love story. It had like everything you would have wanted in that movie was in that movie. Um, uh, the animation was great. The act, the uh, acting was great. They had some really top notch actors in it as well. Um, the uh, I mean, yeah, there's the uh, D&D references and stuff like that, which is great just because I like D&D. But I mean, this movie, like, God, I just I can't speak more highly of it. The movie just astounding. So um, I don't know if you have anything to say about Onward. We I kind of blew it up when it originally came out and saw it the first time. But, um, yeah, this this should have been the animated film of the year. So but that's me.
0: No, I I agree. Onward is. um It's just an amazing film. I remember when the first trailer came out and we watched it and uh, Drew, you and I on the show were really excited because it just looked like that sort of, uh, you know, that Dungeons and Dragons fantasy nerd level of uh, awesomeness that this movie was hinting towards just looked amazing. But at the same time, um, I didn't. I didn't really know that the movie was going to have me on the verge of tears at the end. And I didn't know it was going to be such a touching story about family. And um, no, it's just it's just a beautiful film. And I love the adventure they go on. And I love how it's it's equal parts like a crazy fantasy adventure. But it's also like. It also harkens back to when I was in high school and I was just, you know, driving around with my friends in a car, bored, trying to find our own venture adventures to go on. You know, it has that sort of real world connection that kind of made me nostalgic as well. So, uh, no, Onward is great. I absolutely agree with this one. So, yeah. um, So, yeah. What's your number three? So my number three pick is uh, Love and Monsters. Um, I reviewed this one on the show as well. Um, But this this movie is just super fun. Um, It's about a I guess a love story that takes a place in a post apocalyptic world. But um, it's not zombies or robots or any of your usual post apocalyptic scenarios. It's actually a sort of uh, if I remember correctly, it was like a nuclear holocaust that causes all of the cold blooded creatures on the earth to mutate into these giant monstrous mutant versions of themselves. So you have giant insects and giant frogs and lizards and crustaceans. And, uh, it just makes for a really cool landscape to tell a post-apocalyptic, uh, tale in, but it's also about this, uh, this main character who's this sort of, um, late teens, early twenties age guy. I can't remember exactly what his age was, but he's kind of searching for the, uh, the, his girlfriend before this apocalyptic event happened. And he's trying to reconnect with her the whole time. And, uh, the movie has like that sort of zombie vibe to, it, or sorry, zombie land vibe to it. Like it has that sort of re- apocalyptic road trip aspect to it. That's really fun. But, uh, I didn't realize till this till recently because I only recently watched the full film, but the movie actually kind of really reminds me of Kong Skull Island as well. When it comes to the uh, when it comes to the characters and the groups of people in Kong Skull Island who are wandering Skull Island and being attacked by, you know, giant daddy long legs and giant octopuses and all the crazy monsters they encounter in that movie it really gave me love and monsters vibes so that's what i'm gonna say if you liked zombie land and if you liked oddly enough kong skull island definitely check this movie out like i thought it was really enjoyable um that's interesting i again a movie that i did not know uh
1: so yeah, I clearly like. Uh, I feel like I slept through twenty twenty. Apparently, actually, <laughs> actually, I was busy and had to work straight through it. So, um, I it's funny. I made the comment about having. I didn't get a chance to have the COVID uh, vacation like everyone else, and I got yelled at one time. Like it wasn't a vacation, and I'm like, yeah, well, I didn't. I, I didn't get to sit around and watch TV like you did. So, um. So yeah, I
0: I, I definitely was working the whole time. So like, I definitely feel you there. I think I just went to Redbox a lot (laughs) during this past year. So there you go. That's fair. Um, yeah. All right. So that
1: rolls to me for my number two of the night. Um, is Palm Springs, which I mentioned earlier. Um, Oh, that's funny. Nice. Um, you've not seen Palm Springs, you said? No. Yeah, I haven't seen this yet. Yeah, you really need to see this movie. It's Andy Samberg. And uh, I'm drawing a blank on the female actress, but basically uh, they're at a wedding um, and she uh, relives the day and she doesn't understand it. And in the midst of it, Andy Samberg is like the outlier in the movie. And you find out that he's been in the time loop for he doesn't know how long. Um, and he doesn't know how to fix it. And he's been like reliving the same day for an uncounted number of days. And then she gets joined in with him. And then in the midst of it, they end up, you know, it's basically a love story where they end up falling to, in love together. And then she figures out how to get them out and they get out of the time loop and stuff. Um, but um, it's in, they it's a little bit more of a sci fi uh, fantasy kind of level of how they explain the time travel. But it's still explained. And it's really cool at the same time um, just how it's all pieced together and like you like everything's like it's a really really smart movie and it came out at a time right when we were in the midst of the mundane covid nightmare where everyone it was like just a day-to-day here we go again kind of thing so um it was like it, it like yeah you're really I, idealized with it but the movie itself just from the beginning to end is just a wonderful wonderful movie um, in all aspects. So and it's just a smart put together film. So, yeah, that's my number two for the night. So
0: nice. That's uh, yeah, I'm really interested in checking this one out, especially since hearing more about it and uh, seeing how like it does sound pretty similar to that love wedding repeat movie that I already mentioned. So, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to watch this one and then decide like how it compares to that movie.
1: Um, that. Palm Springs is on Hulu, I believe. I think that's where I had to watch it. I don't remember.
0: Yeah, I think I've seen it on Hulu. So, um, yeah, I'll definitely check there first. <laughs> yeah. Check. So anyway, uh, what's your number two for night? Yeah, my number two is The Invisible Man, uh, the new remake of The Invisible Man that came out this year. And uh, this movie was just I think it's just one of those things where it's just when it comes to building suspense uh, this movie just does such a good job of it. This is a movie where a lot of times horror movies, they start out in this sort of uh, really quiet atmosphere where, you know, you'll have the uh, family and you get a picture of like the family's perfect life, or you'll get the, the picture of this group of teenagers and their perfect life of uh, football and parties and whatnot. But the invisible man doesn't have that sort of quiet beginning. The, from the first like 30 seconds of the movie, the movie, is, it's just super intense. Like it starts out with um, the main character trying to escape uh, the home that she's living in and escape the clutches of her abusive uh, love or significant other. And it's just it starts with that level of suspense. And it's one of those things where it just keeps going throughout the whole film. And it's just I just think it's a really Really good movie. It's really good from a horror standpoint, but it's also it's not really gory. Like, there's not a lot of gore. It doesn't focus on the blood and guts. It just focuses on a good story, and it focuses on uh, telling a thrilling story. And uh, there's plenty of jump scares thrown in there, but I just... I've talked about before, I feel like a, as a genre, I do think horror has been heading in a really good direction for the last uh, decade or, or so where horror movies lately seem to be focusing a lot on just the story and the suspense of everything. You know, we've kind of gotten a little bit away from the whole like saw and like hostile and like all that sort of uh, torture porn sort of horror movies. Like we're kind of in this, Kind of a bit of a golden age of just, uh, you know, just really good stories that aren't necessarily focusing on all the blood and guts, which I've been personally really enjoying. And uh, this movie definitely fits into that realm uh, really well. Um, And then the other the other aspect I really wanted to mention about this movie is the the way that the invisibility works in this movie is kind of really concisely explained. It's one of those things where. They don't even truly explain it. I don't think they just show you like you watch the movie and you understand how it works. And you didn't need this weird, like 20 minute origin sequence to explain how this guy is able to turn invisible. They just kind of show you how it happens. And it makes perfect sense um, in every way possible. And uh, I really loved that aspect of the movie because this movie just doesn't waste any time in any way and uh i just thought it was a really really incredible reboot of an age-old story so uh yeah i keep saying it but definitely check out the invisible man if you haven't (laughs) um the invisible man has been on my list for a while um and when i was looking through the list of movies
1: that came out in 2020 and i saw your uh When I when I saw the list, I'm like, oh, this is totally making Peter's list. Um, But I have not had a chance to watch it yet. So but the idea of like the last Invisible Man movie that I watched, I guess you'd say was Hollow Man. um, And I really liked the horror aspect of that. And like that movie really became the like this one seems to be more like a domestic thing, like with him and his wife. When you watch the trailer where Hollow Man was more of the let's explore the idea of what would happen psychologically to a person if they had the ability to do the things that they could and like what you can get away with and stuff like that. And it, it, it's shows how, so, and, and they give it to the character in the movie who already is a sociopath and you know what I mean? So it, um hollow man just has a specific uh way of handling it um and i've heard a lot about the uh, technology for the invisible man and how that was handled so in terms of not just the technology of the filmmaking but the technology as you were saying in the story to understand how they turned him invisible um uh, but it just makes me more and more curious to see it anyway so
0: yeah yeah absolutely and i think um the biggest difference between this one and maybe hollow man is uh Hollow Man did focus a lot on uh, Kevin Bacon as kind of like more of a main character of the film where this one, it's kind of almost like this. The Invisible Man is kind of more of a silent antagonist who could or could not always be there, like right behind the main character. And it does. There's this level of suspense that just kind of builds off there that off of that, the whole movie. And I just think it's uh, it's pretty awesome the way that they made everything play out. Nice. All right. So I guess this is my final pick of the night, right? Yeah.
1: All right. So my number one favorite movie of 2020 is Tenet. Um, this movie is amazing. Um, I have it's now on HBO Max, Peter. So if you have not watched it yet, it's right there for you. Um, this movie is one of those movies that shows you how to make it. It's, 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 I guess I would say it's like a masterclass in making a movie. And I'm not talking like just smart storytelling. I'm talking like on a special effects filmmaking level. Um, this movie has less CGI than a romantic comedy. All the effects, almost every effect was done practically. Um, and when you watch this movie and you see some of the things you did, it's it's going to blow your mind knowing that there's less CGI than a romantic comedy intended because of the things that they had to do. Um, and trying to do everything practical, do everything with like, you know, um, there's a scene where an airplane has to crash into a hangar, um, all done real. You know what I mean? Like, uh, the backwards car chases all done real. Like there's so much to this movie. Um, and seeing how they handled the time travel in universe, just so smart. Um, yeah, Tenet, like literally everyone should see this movie. Um, and it's not, um, and in terms of like the violence, it's a violent movie because it's like a sort of an espionage kind of a thing, but there's no gore. Like if you watch Christopher Nolan movies, you'll see like, for example, uh, the Dark Knight trilogy, those fight scenes are incredibly brutal. And the way the scenes are uh, uh, framed and shot, it's incredibly intense and kind of unnerving, but there's not one drop of blood in the entire Dark Knight trilogy. Uh, yeah. Which, you know what I mean, is just a testament to you don't need the gore and the blood and stuff to tell a story that really keeps you at the edge of your seat. Um, But and Tenet is a perfect example. But when you look at Christopher Nolan's like, you know, take Batman away from Christopher Nolan for a second, because uh, the Batman films, those are D.C. characters. They're not Christopher Nolan's personal stuff. He did those movies, but. Those are not his original story where like a movie like Tenant and Inception and uh, Memento and stuff, those are his headcanon. Those are his creations. And, you know, when you look at it, um, this is one of those movies that's just absolutely amazing to like watch and just push the piece together and like follow along with your mind and get, and you know even if you see the ending coming which i saw i didn't see the ending coming but i saw several things coming along the way because my mind is starting to piece together and i'm starting and you understand the time travel stuff that happens in the film and i have to ruin it and say that it's time travel but it is and it's nolan's take on how time travel works and it's just it blew my mind so
0: yeah yeah, that's awesome. I still have not seen this movie. And uh, like you said, it's on HBO Max, so I have no excuse. Um, I think I just I need to find like that sort of quiet Saturday where I just can like focus on this movie and watch it and pay close attention. But uh, no, it all sounds great. At, it is. a uh,
1: It is a long movie. It's like two hours. It's like two and a half hours. But um, yeah, it's it's good. All.
0: And and I'm hoping uh, I'm hoping it's the sort of experience where you watch it and then you realize that. Uh, I don't know. I hope it's one of those things like how you said how there's so many practical effects. I hope it there's moments in the movie that leave you wondering, how do they even pull that off sort of thing? You know, there's 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 several moments like that. And some of them is simple, like
1: and some of it some of it I think is editing tricks. Like when you see something moving. So when you see objects moving backwards in time at the same time, and things are moving forwards in time, I really think it's editing tricks where they had to shoot it once, replay the footage while they shot something else. If that makes sense. Like it's, right. it's weird how they, it's weird how it pieces together. Cause you'll see like something moving forward and something else moving backwards that you already saw move forward. And I, it, it makes me wonder how they did some of the things. And, um, I think that's one of the reasons I like it so much, just as on a filmmaking level, how they did some of it. And I have yet to watch the bonus features, some partially because I don't want some of it spoiled for me. Like I partially want it to be that mystery in my brain to try and figure it out and, you know,
0: wonder. But yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, yeah, that's a conundrum always like, do you want to know how much about the uh, not only like the director and writer's intentions, but how much about like just what's actually there. Do you want to know and how much do you want to uh, figure out on yourself? So that's actually a really funny uh, point. Yeah. All right, man. Um, Well, what is your final pick of the night? And
1: that brings us to a close. So what's your number one pick for 2020?
0: Yeah, this one could be pretty easy because my number one pick was onward actually. Um, And this is a movie um, I've mentioned before, like uh, I've got a toddler running around my house right now. So we've actually watched onward a ton, Um, and it's just a super fun movie, but it's just really, it really gets you in the feels and it's just really, um, it's just a, it's just a good movie. We've already talked about it a lot, but just action adventure, um, family, like it's all, it's all there. And it's just a, it's just a great film, um, overall. So Pixar did it again. Like this movie is (laughs) awesome. Uh, Nice. And I don't really have much
1: else to add on Onward, unfortunately, because we talked about it earlier. So um, that kind of brings us to the end of the 2020. Um, It was a weird year for everyone. I know it was a weird year for movies. Um, Hopefully next year, hopefully 2022, 2021 is better. So far with Snyder Cut and Godzilla vs. King Kong and Mortal Kombat, it already is better. So um, let's see where the rest of this year takes us. Um, That being said, you want to know what we're doing next week? Yeah. What do you got? All right. I have been kind of saving this one as well. I've just been sitting in my back pocket for a long time. I've just been trying to figure out a good time to place it. And I'm like, why not do it now? Um, So we're going to do true stories. Um, And when I say that, I'm not talking about documentaries and I'm not talking about um, uh, I'm, I'm not necessarily like biopics count, but I'm essentially talking about movies that are based on true stories. Um, if that makes sense. So like Apollo 13 would be a perfect example. Um, it's, it's a true story where I'll know, but it's still written as a scripted drama for us to enjoy for the sake of the entertainment. So we're true story movies, if that makes sense. Okay, cool. Yeah. I just, it's been one we've been sitting, I've been sitting on for a while. Like I, the fact that we haven't, the fact that in 147
0: episodes, we haven't done it yet,
1: uh, kind of baffles me. So let's knock that one out.
0: Yeah, this, this one's really fun. Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely a fun topic. Um, It's funny because there's a couple that come to mind for me right away. And I feel like the challenge might be getting away from movies we have already talked a lot about. But uh, no, this this will definitely be a fun list to tackle.
1: There's definitely some true story stuff. We've I get movies like this we've talked about in the past, but I just figured this would be this is a break of the wall for us a little bit. Like it'll make us talk about some stuff that we don't normally talk about. So I just figured I'd uh, um, this would be a good one. So,
0: yeah. Definitely. And just to uh, draw the line, like we have to exclude like historical fiction, you know, where it's like made up characters in moments in history, for example. Like this has to be actually based on real people. Correct. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I I agree with that rule, too. I just kind of wanted to uh, point that out. I mean, in a really
1: weird way, like, I mean, Forrest Gump, I feel like falls under that historical fiction because Forrest Gump's not a real person, but all the events that he lived through were true events. Do you know what I mean? So I don't know if Forrest Gump falls in line with that because it's a little more historical fiction. But like I said, a movie like Apollo 13 would be a perfect example. Um, a movie like Tombstone is a good example. Um, uh, Finding Neverland. Um, it's about the guy who wrote Peter Pan. You know what I mean? Like uh, JFK is a really good example. Um just off the top of
0: my head. Well, don't spoil all your your whole list. Now. No, that's not, it's not my. <laughs> that's just that's just off the
1: top of my head. What I mean by just uh, they're scripted dramas, but they're they're based on real life.
0: So, um, yeah. Okay, nice. Um, yeah, this this sounds really fun. So, yeah. All right, man. Well, in that
1: case, um, you want to? That's another episode in the can, man. You want to close this out for the night? Yeah, sounds good. Cool. Um, all right, everyone, do us all a favor. Uh, check out our website, top 5 There you'll find links to all of our social media, Twitter and Facebook, along with the link to our email, top5report at gmail.com. Uh, you can interact with the show on our uh, uh, with the email or hit us up on our social media. Either way works. Um, We are on Google Play, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts. Um, There you can subscribe to the show. And if you do, you will not miss a single episode. You can also leave us a review. We love those five stars, uh, but we understand criticism because it makes um, us get better and it makes the words we say feel important. Uh, You can follow me personally on Twitter and Instagram at uh, Drew3927Peter.
0: yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Ninja Pierre, and that's where I'll be further delaying all the sweeted films that I've been promising for the past year.
1: <laughs> all right. Um, what, what was one of your picks for the night? Um,
0: I would love to see I would love to see a sweeted version of uh, the invisible man. I think it's uh, maybe the best one. Yeah, I was, I was <laughs> either going I I to say that or freaky. But hey, <laughs> either way. Um, yeah.
1: All right, everybody. For the top five report. I'm Drew. I'm Peter. And have a good night. Thanks for listening.